0: Captain's Log, Episode 40. This week's episode of the Beer Avengers Podcast is sponsored by Astoria Beer and Cheese Dittmars. Located at 35-11 Dittmars Boulevard in Astoria, Queens. Now open seven days a week with outdoor and indoor dining. Enjoy the eclectic array of craft beer, artisanal cheeses, and specialty grocery items. At Astoria Beer and Cheese Dittmars, home bar to yours truly, Captain Porter Brown Stout. This week, Beer Wonder joins the captain for another day-drinking session with exciting new pours and reminiscences. We're in a celebrating mood because we just came from birthday parties for two Beer Avenger favorites, The Pony Bar and Astoria Beer and Cheese Ditmars. Want to know the details? You've come to the right place. Remember to like, star, and subscribe us whenever that feels appropriate. And send us your emails at thebeervengers at gmail.com if you have any questions, suggestions, or if you just like hearing us talk about you on the show. And now, without further ado, please enjoy Episode 40, You Say It's Your Birthday? Well, we're the Beer, 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 beer Beer, 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 beer Avengers. Beer, we're the beer Avengers. Coming to you from an undisclosed location in Astoria, I am Captain Porter Brownstout and coming to you from an undisclosed location in the county
1: of kings it is i
0: the beer wonder and we are the, the beer
1: vengers
0: yeah that's right we are the beer vengers and you're the beer vengers welcome to the beercast everyone it's great to be back again with another exciting installment of day drinking with captain and beer wonder and today, uh, we thought we'd, uh, have an extra little wrinkle on that. It's not only day drinking, but it's birthday drinking. And, it uh Not, and not I'm any
1: not, of ours though, unfortunately.
0: No, no, I don't, I don't think we need to explain any of it now. Let's, uh, let's, let's add a little reason besides the reason they always come here. Uh, let's give them a little reason to, to wait and see what that actually means. Right. Make a little bit of a tease or a little bit of a, you know, you can figure out what that is. Some of you probably already know, but, uh. You know, we don't have a lot of suspense here, so we take it where where we can we can get it. How you doing today, Beer Wonder? You know, I'm
1: doing okay. It is warm in Gotham.
0: It is. It is very, very warm. Warm.
1: Yeah, uh, I I was running some errands before I uh, came in. I am definitely I've earned this uh, this beverage today, um, and you know, it def- I think my 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 old Apple Watch tells me it is eighty or ninety one degrees currently, but it definitely feels hotter than that out there.
0: Yeah, yeah. And this is, uh, I think, like a three-day stretch of it, too, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Or it's, it's it's the second of a three-day stretch. Maybe it wasn't quite as bad on Sunday. I don't know. It's bad. You yeah, know, anyone it's- who's listening to this, uh, hopefully this is a distant memory by the time this is. And, and we're all dealing with unseasonably cool temperatures again, yeah. but right well, now they- it's fucking hot.
1: Well, they tell you not to hydrate with beer when it's really, really hot outside, but that just seems like the correct response to this kind of weather. So a 1209 drink, which is what we're having, doesn't seem too out of place when it feels like it's over 100.
0: And besides, the beer vendors have always been rebels. That's true. We've it's always true. also been contrarians by nature. So uh, I want to see what you have for this 12.09 p.m. beer today, Beer Wonder?
1: Well, this is a celebration of birthdays, of course. And so I of felt course. that I, I need a, a rather festive beer for today's uh, adventures. And uh, in addition to that, there has been a a beer that has been, you know, a, a distant dream for many of our fellow Beer Avengers. I'm thinking of Mother Pucker in this case. Um, it's a beer that, that, that came across the Beer venger sphere once uh, and was very exciting for everyone. And I am delighted to say that this... Uh, Mystery Beer is back, because today I have, from Duclaw Brewing Company, the Sour Me Unicorn Farts.
0: Bless it indeed.
1: Bless it indeed. Now, as a yeah. reminder for, for some of our newer listeners, um, what we're I'm drinking today is a glittered sour ale, um, and the description is ale brewed with fruity cereal and edible glitter.
0: So, and it's delicious beer, at least the last edition I had. I, it, uh, it was.
1: I, well, this is new. Uh, Ducla put it out on April 26th of 2021. So it is still kind of new. But let's see what this version of it looks like.
0: Oh, well, That's a lovely sound.
1: I know. And absolutely no, no escaping foam there. So it's probably what I recall it being.
0: And so, so bright and festive.
1: Mm-hmm. i can't
0: I can't quite see if any of the glitter's showing up in the glass there.
1: Uh, it will start swirling in just a second. I yeah. see a little bit happening now. It's very I'm sure it's difficult to see over the zoom. But yes, I do see little bits of glitter popping up all throughout the beer.
0: Wonderful. Um, yeah. And hold those up together. Let's, let's yes, see exactly. that. Exactly. And you can of there. course see the magic We've got to see that can art. Oh yeah. That's great. With the unicorn farting all over it.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's, it, I think it is hard to see the glitter uh, over the zoom screen, but it is definitely glittering where I am. So it's got a good well, on it.
0: Yeah. Here's, uh, here's something that I'm not really sure what to do right now, because okay. as it turns out, this has never happened before. Oh dear. I have a can of unicorn fart here as well. What? Oh my goodness. But I, 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 but I really, I, this is, this is why it's, just, it's never happened because we, we don't, we don't discuss what we're going to have before. No. So, uh, I will have this later because in preparing for situations like this, I always have a backup beer and this is one is also a very special beer. Okay. And it's not a seasonal beer, but it, it does fit with a season. Okay. Uh, I've never had this beer on this one, but I've had it on a podcast for those of you who haven't heard, uh, the episode of Acquired Tastings that I was on, mm-hmm. I had this one there, and I'm talking about Evil Twins Gingerbread Stout. Oh, yummy! Uh, I thought I, I thought I had had not was not going to see this one again, and I was at a story beer and cheese recently, and Sarah said, "Hey, I've got some of that gingerbread stout you were talking about." So, yeah, oh, yeah. let's uh, let's do this one here. All right, good crack on that one too. Very nice, and uh, let's just take a quick look here. All
1: right. In the good old story of beer and cheese glass right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Look at this one. It's so dark. It's so rich. Um, oh, you've got good head buildup happening there. Look oh, at yeah. That. Oh, yeah. It looks good lovely. And
0: good and yet still subtle. Yeah, still the uh, subtle. ABV really, uh, you know, takes care of that.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. My goodness. All
0: right. Cheers, Beer Wonder. Cheers. Mm. Oh, that's really good. It's uh, I'm glad I'm glad I was able to get some more of this one. Yeah, it's, uh, I, I may I'm sure I mentioned it for those of our longtime faithful listeners. You've heard me talk about this one. Mm-hmm. This one I uh, I picked up a, a couple of four packs of it at uh, at, at Evil Twin uh, when it first came out, and, and it seemed to go pretty quickly. They certainly don't even have it at the brewery, so I was so happy uh, that they ordered some of this for us at Astoria Beer and Cheese Dip That's at thirty five eleven Dip in Astoria Queens our sponsor, of yes, course, but I also, that. but I actually, but this is not a, uh, it's not a sponsored pour. This is one I, I paid for myself and gladly paid for myself. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. how, how, how does this year's unicorn uh, farts uh, fare there, Beer Wonder? Um, it's good. It it remains
1: that nice tartness, pretty sweet. Uh, of course, the, the, you know, it, it is, it is a visual delightful gag. I don't ta- I don't really taste fruity pebbles as a part of it. It definitely has a nice maltiness to it. Uh-huh. Um, uh, what they describe it as, uh, when we're getting into their stuff is, is, uh, it's got sort of like a, a malty biscuity flavor. It's kind of tart. It's got some cherries and tangerines and limes, and I definitely get the citrus. They call it an orange hued, uh, beer. Um, but they do add some flaked wheat to it. So it does kind of have a slightly thicker mouthfeel. It's got a little uh-huh. bit more of that viscosity to it, which is kind of nice. Um, it's lovely, you know, it's a 5.5 percenter. It's got only 10 IBUs, so it's kind of like low on our on our uh, it's definitely on the easy drinker list, but it definitely lives up to what Duclaw is all about, which is sort of bucking the man and bucking tradition. And the thing I forgot to mention the last time we talked about this is that this is a collaboration beer for them. However, with? it is not a collaboration beer with a brewery. It is a collaboration beer with Diablo Donuts, which is a okay. experimental donutery out in Baltimore is also Baltimore based. Um, and so I checked out their website. They do all sorts of fun, crazy, weird things. They've got an ODB, which is cookies and cream ice cream or cookies and cream donut. So a chocolate donut uh, with, I think, like powdered cookies on it, cream in the center, and then a single gummy worm. Just one. Oh, just one. Um, and, uh, but And they've got plenty of like weird, crazy, cool, strange things, a delicious looking uh, blueberry and basil donut that I would totally love to check out. But of course, one of their classic donuts is called Unicorn Farts, and it is a yeast donut with vanilla glaze covered in fruity pebbles. And it looks just like you'd expect.
0: So they do use actual fruity pebbles here, because I notice on the can, it's one of those many things where they don't have the trademark to use the name on the, on the can, but it's a uh... It is, it is actual Fruity Pebbles, or did they recreate their own version of Fruity Pebbles?
1: Well, according to Duclau's website, they are indeed using Fruity Pebbles. Or at least I see. That is what they listed. It says, Fruity Pebbles uh, cereal is added into the mash, and it's finished off with a sprinkle of natural mineral-based edible glitter. So, oh, very good. So it does sound like there's at least a smattering of cereal in there. And now- Sure, sure. This is not the first cereal beer we've seen, right? We, there was a whole trend, uh, I feel like- Yeah couple of years back of putting different cereals in beer. There was a cinnamon toast crunch beer. I think it was a, a something darker that may have come across. Oh, um, that
0: sounds familiar. Well, yeah, I feel like it, I mean, probably evil twin did a version like that. Of course. Uh, and, um and yeah, I, I feel like it might, I might've even, because Westbrook has their, their wonderful like Mexican cake and all of mm-hmm. that. I feel like they might've done some version of that uh, or might've even a collaboration between the two. Uh, we' really helpful to our, our our beer vendors out there if we could think of any of the official names of this, but I can't exactly well, but- I know th- <laughs>
1: there was there was some um, there was some brewing that was happening in this way uh, with that in uh, in Virginia because they there are a couple nova breweries that were doing some cereal based beers right um, uh, and I remember when when unicorn farts kind of took over a few years ago, uh, a couple of the you know, Fruity Pebbles in a beer. A couple of the breweries in Virginia were saying, hey, we've been doing this for a while, guys. Come check us out. Um, but, you know, it is, it remains delicious. It remains refreshing. It remains light and tart and kind of fruity. Um, a good, you know, easy, light drinking beer. Uh, and also, it, it I, I feel filled with the the magic of a farting unicorn.
0: Absolutely. I I, I hope I hope the people uh, are we have we've we, we've got a lot of new listeners in uh, Arkansas lately. Uh, pos- I'm assuming they might have heard heard me on that episode of acquired uh, tasting. So I hope they don't feel like they're getting a rerun with me taking another dive okay. into the into the gingerbread uh, stout. What's interesting about this one uh, is that it's made with this similarly it's a, it's a collaboration as well <laughs> because okay, yeah. it is made with one of the oldest bakeries, if not the oldest bakery in Queens, Rudy's which is oh. a neighbor of theirs out there and it is made with their gingerbread.
1: Oh, wow. Oh, that's yeah. cool.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In fact, when I went out uh, a month or two ago, uh, Time is a time is a flat circle, as uh, Matthew McConaughey says in True Detective. But time is also, mm-hmm. it's stretching in weird ways these days. So it's like, was yes. that only a month ago? Was that two months ago? I don't know. Whenever it was that I biked out to Evil Twin and got some of their wonderful gingerbread out on the day of the release, mm-hmm. they also had some of the Rudy's gingerbread uh, available at the counter as well. Oh, okay. It's, I think they had some for free and they had some you could buy and take home and it was... Uh, It was nice. I I have not been to Rudy's, but uh, the next time I'm out out of that evil twin, not the one near you, I would definitely go into that one as well. The uh, the Dumbo one. Next time I'm out of the one at uh, Ridgewood, I I definitely want to check out Rudy's. Yeah,
1: I do love it when when uh, breweries pair up with bakeries and other places. I mean, there was a great brewery called Toast that was using... um, Uh, bread, like day-old bread to make beer, which was great. Um, And I remember actually coming to a party that you held, Captain. Uh, I wanted to bring a fun beer along with me, and I happened to be at Big Alice when they had a donut based... uh, stout that they were putting out, and so oh, I remember yeah. grabbing it. And uh, as a every time you bought one of these that day, they were handing you a donut because it was, I think, National Donut Day.
0: Yeah, wasn't um, it? Was
1: that the one they had? It was like called Coffee and Donuts. Yes, I think that was it. Okay. It was very good. It was pretty delicious, and the donut itself was pretty incredible. I did I did forget to ask where specifically that was from, but. Uh, knowing, knowing Big Alice's whole thing, I'm sure it was some local donutery in Queens. I'm sure you guys have plenty of good ones. In oh your yeah, we do. Fair we County. Uh,
0: yeah, it's fun- It's funny how like we were talking about the various borders of the different places, mm-hmm. and uh, and and Rudy's or uh, Rudy, uh, Rudy specifically, but also this evil twin. I keep forgetting that it is in Queens because it's so close to the border of Brooklyn. Mm, like when sure. I when I make a trip out there, it's just like when I'm Queens is so far spreading and the and the border of Queens and Brooklyn is so long that I can go out to far reaches of Queens and feel like I'm going to Brooklyn. But it is indeed in Queens. Yeah, um, yeah. this I, I should also add uh, some of the flavors in this one that I don't mm. necessarily taste all of. But it says it's uh, cardamom, uh, honey, um, tutti frutti, oh. which I, I definitely don't taste. And uh, and and also some ginger. There's nutmeg in here. No, there's no nutmeg. I don't see any nutmeg listed there. But okay, uh, it's, uh, it's sometimes a, it's, that shows up
1: unexpectedly. You know,
0: it, it really does. I mean, it's uh there's there's no there's no nutmeg in in, in this at all. But uh, it, w- it would be good, I'm sure. It, but it's re- I think sometimes it, with the cardamom uh, tastes a little bit like. Uh, yeah. has now, a
1: little- I, when you say the flavor tutti fruity, I'm not sure I know what that
0: is. I'm not sure either. I'm just okay. reading off of their website when I say gotcha. that.
1: <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, I mean I, I remember it from Jelly Beans it, and thinking it was sort of like halfway between bubblegum and maybe like a cherry or something. I was never quite sure what that was.
0: Yes. And it's also uh, curiously enough, in a famous song by little Richard. Of course. Uh in oh which in which Rudy is also invoked.
1: Exactly. A, you know, fruity thing.
0: Oh Rudy. Oh Rudy. A wop bop a loop a lot bamboo. I don't think that's in here, but it definitely no. has definitely some Tootie Fruity from Rudy's.
1: Yes. Well, I mean, there's been uh, a lot of, you know, 2D d partying uh in the last couple of weeks because uh it's, Boy, been sure a, has. it's been a special time for a couple of our favorite watering holes here in uh, Gotham City.
0: Yeah, we talked a lot last week about how we were just uh we were celebrating uh, the, the our, our local favorites that have just survived the last year. Yeah. But but this has sort of been on another level. We've been going to places who have been survived multiple years and celebrating those milestones. And we've been so excited to be able to go out and celebrate with them.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, notably, uh, yesterday, the day before we were recording this, so that's June 29th, uh, yes. the, the captain, Huck, and I all headed out to one of our old, full-time favorite watering holes. You've heard us talk about it way too much, the Pony Bar. I uh, mean, sp- it's
0: really the Rosetta Stone of our experience. Am I using that right?
1: I think it works. It translates yeah. everything. It's kind for of the us, Rosetta
0: yeah. Stone of our of our inception, our origin how we all i mean it's back in an episode uh 4 i guess it was where we really really discussed it and or was it episode i can't remember now what it was a while back but but yeah. we've uh if you've listened to the podcast you've heard us talk about the pony bar so this was us celebrating their 12 years as an institution
1: yeah exactly um uh, and uh and so we we headed back there uh, got there a little bit before their 420 happy hour um you know, four twenty happy hour is still a great deal, seven dollars. Um, although one big change, of course, I noticed is that now catering to more of an Upper East Side location, and with the competition there is a, with other craft beer bars, they do now have draft cocktails and plenty of wine, which certainly in the old days was not really the way things went down at Tony. I recall.
0: Well, it, it certainly wasn't. Uh, I mean, they definitely had. They, I think they always had cocktails. I think yeah. they they had they had uh, liquor they had behind liquor, the bar. Yeah. They mostly just did not uh, they did not have any macros mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and actually, this one might even have less macros than the original. but but what's oh, sure. good about that is if you want to go to one of the best craft bar experiences in the city of New York, yeah um, and you have a friend who doesn't like beer, but they love cocktails, exactly. you, can take, you can take them there with you.
1: Exactly. No, I, I mean, I think, I think that what Dan and the staff there have done is just fantastic. I mean, it's such a great environment. Um, and I, I did see plenty of people who were enjoying a cocktail, uh, you know, that evening as a part of the celebration. Yeah. Um, and honestly, a seven, you know, if we're looking at great deals, you know, to support a local, uh, a local watering hole, $7 right now for a beer in New York City is pretty great. And it is great.
0: Yeah. And Even $7 if it is for, only for an cocktail?
1: hour. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's one hour. So you Absolutely. gotta do your work. But yeah. um, but also $7 for a cocktail in New York City true. is a very, very true. impressive feat. Um, so, And I saw some del- uh, delicious-looking Negroni, um, uh, and uh, I think there was a gin and tonic on tap as well that looked pretty good. Uh, but, of course, we stuck to beer.
0: We did. And, and you know, even though I couldn't do much of this stuff in my general wheelhouse, I had some really wonderful uh, – mm-hmm. I, I had a couple of IPAs and a sour um, – the one they had on there is pretty exciting, though. They had a, a 2019 Founders uh, Kentucky Breakfast out there.
1: Um, yeah, so uh, so that one was pretty delicious, and it was lovely of you to, to give me a taste on that one. I had... Uh one that i especially wanted to call out which was from our friends at equilibrium it was their sparticle physics pale ale um, yeah. which was really delicious very traditional pale ale limited hop profile very interesting very drinkable kind of sweeter kind of hazier um they were selling them in short pours because it's equilibrium and you know equilibrium uh-huh. is always pretty incredible but that was one of my uh, one of my tops from uh from our adventures there yesterday
0: that was good. I started out with the uh, with the heavy dose double IPA from uh, Innerborough. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the one the, the most unique and I had an, I think I had another really good uh, double IPA from uh, Finback, uh, their permanent son. But probably the most unique one I had was a was a brewery I'm not incredibly familiar with. But uh, Huck was talking about who he actually visited there It was Drowned Lands. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And they had it's an acacia sour oh. and uh, oh. really, really tasty. A Nice seven point five percenter and uh, bold for a sour. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but it was really, it was really great being there and seeing Dan. Um, I, I know we talked about, uh, when you and I went there, this is what put what I mean about the strange thing about, about, uh, the way time is these days. It was only like two months ago that you and I yeah. were there for our first time back in a year, but it, it feels like a lot longer. It definitely does. To yes. me. I don't know. I don't know, because I know you have a much busier schedule than I do. And I'm so, which makes me so happy. You're able to still able to make time for this. You can always fit it in here. Uh, But I don't know if your perception of time is different from mine, because with mine with so little actual things to do, still, I know a lot of the world is back. Mine is a little less back. I feel like time is stretching out sometimes.
1: Yeah, I, I think for me the the big thing I notice is that so many things are changing so rapidly yeah. that for me even something that happens two weeks ago it does feel like there is a whole new difference now. So that's where for me everything feels like oh right that was only two months ago because so much has changed in that time oh, yeah. that it it feels like you know time is is just kind of bolting. I mean it's moving it's moving quickly. Even though it's two months, so it's it's it is weird. Right. Uh, but yeah, I was going to say when when we went back there, I think that was one of the first times I had uh, had a beverage indoors. Uh, the last time we were at Pony, yeah, and you they were still... you were a little
0: hesitant about it as well.
1: Yeah, and they were checking temperatures and and
0: contact tracing,
1: contact tracing, and the servers were wearing masks and everything. This time, it was it felt like the old Pony.
0: Yes, I mean there is a sign on the door specifically yeah. saying if you are vaccinated, feel free to be, go mask free. Yep, exactly. And I, I hope I hope that stays because uh, again, the way things change and they shift and all of that. Uh, as as we're recording this now, there's been a new recommendation from the World Health Organization. Uh, maybe going in the other direction as far as masks go. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well,
1: the good news is everything we see about that Delta variant, scary though it is, if you are vaccinated, the vaccines are still working. So for the, they moment are,
0: they yeah. are. I mean, the, the only way this is going to get a foothold is uh, if it really, uh, I mean, w- what I, what I read is that like the way these variants survive is, is the unvaccinated among us. So, yep. you know, try so, not to be one of those people.
1: Yeah. Gotham said he's doing great, but we can do better. So if you are, and man- but there are
0: also, there are also even pockets of Gotham that are, uh, exactly. you know, if, if you look at it by zip code, by zip code, uh, it's, um, you know, we're not. We're not past this yet.
1: Nope. Well, we're get, We're getting close, but we're not there getting we're having yeah.
0: a nice little dress rehearsal for doing it. Hopefully, we don't have to have to have to spend a little time in the other direction again. But exactly. who knows? Well, I. Mean, I, I, I mean, I, I, I. When I saw how it's strange to me how how fierce they've been with their lockdowns in Australia, mm-hmm. and that now they're like all the major cities now are going into full lockdown again. Right. But part of that is because their vaccination rates are so low. Exactly.
1: Yeah. And that's, and that I think has been, is is sort of the saving grace of us here. And it's where we need to, we need to make sure that we stay on that, that path. I mean, the places where we're really seeing some of these things take hold are parts of the country where people just are not getting vaccinated. And I forget who it was, but a big thing came out saying 99% of those people in the hospital, 99.9% of the people in the hospital, had not been vaccinated, and all of them regret it. So I know our podcast is like, have drinks and have shots, but the shots in this case are are COVID-19 vaccines. And then we
0: can have the other kind of shots together.
1: Exactly, exactly. Also, Um, I'm sad to say it does not look like the United States is going to, since this will be coming out after July 4th, it does not look like the United States is going to make uh, President Biden's Seventy percent one vaccine um, marker for all adults, um, which means that Budweiser is not going to be buying the country around, which sadly means that the beer Avengers sphere is not going to get to see me drink a Budweiser on the show because that was yeah. my wager.
0: Well, uh, I'm, I'm sure you're broken up about that. I'm,
1: I'm tears, <laughs> deep tears, but also now, get your damn shots.
0: But yeah, now speaking of that whole thing, uh, the other really great birthday celebration we went to. Uh, the day bef- two days before we went to the pony was the 7th anniversary party of Astoria beer and cheese yes. uh, and as and as we were all gathering out there because they did three seatings we were in the last seating of the it day was impressive. so we're all like gathered the whole that whole block on astoria is uh, is part of the open streets initiative mm-hmm. and so on the weekends it's just you're just everyone's just wandering the the streets a big big sh- section of there between uh, not all of it but it's all areas uh, of ditmar's between 31st and and Steinway not mm. all of it but but like a couple blocks here a couple blocks there and so we're all like all the people who are eagerly awaiting the seven o'clock seating we're all hanging out in the street and yeah and Rick White uh who you may have heard if you listened to his episode uh came out and he announced that uh anyone who's vaccinated did not have to wear a mask that whole evening and yeah. uh and so and that was our our introduction to go on going in and boy that was uh that was quite a night Oh, yeah, it was pretty incredible. I mean, they always do an excellent job,
1: but this was this to me seemed like an inc- like a logistical challenge that I just I'm so impressed that they mastered because, Captain, I know you've been to more of these than I have. But if, if I recall, historically, it was ju- it was it was as much beer as you could drink out of a really well curated uh, list and a massive buffet.
0: That's exactly what it was. Yeah, and this one had part one, but not part two. Right, exactly. <laughs> this, or, That's I'm sorry, Part I, I did two, not but not. Leave yeah, hungry. no, no. That what they did was uh, everyone got individual plates of a five course meal. Uh, there was a, there was a. You know, we've got. I, I can't even remember what it all was. I know i remember there being a sandwich i remember there being a, a sort of a medium-sized soft pretzel mm-hmm. uh, a little dessert plate at the end we they had a some, lovely
1: beer uh charcuterie plate yeah uh, it was like cheese and
0: meat beginning. and it was uh it was yeah and between that and i i mean i i was i was able to eat all of that uh but i i know not everyone it was too much for some of us it's because we we're all filling up with 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 beer and uh, do you remember what your favorite beer of the evening was, Beer Wonder?
1: Oh, my goodness. The, uh, the, I'll be honest. There are parts of the evening I don't remember, which means I did it right. Um, exactly. But I, I saved uh, as the dessert beer for myself the um, Mexican chocolate cake, which I know is how you started uh, yeah. the adventure. Yeah.
0: Yes. Well, I mean, actually, I started it with the uh, BQE. With the BQE, oh, uh, BQE
1: right. The,
0: the Banana Nut 2020 variant uh, BQE. uh which is an Imperial stout from Finn back. And mm-hmm. it was, it was so great, but you're right. The, uh, I would say the, uh, Mexican, um, uh, Mexican cake was the one that I had more than any other beer that night. And, uh, if you want to see that, here's another thing that we, we mentioned that it's open bar, but what we didn't mention is that every time they have a party, it's not just their standard list, right? They have a correct. specifically 12, uh, beer curated list that they plan for, you know, at various points, the whole year leading up to it. And since they weren't able to have one last year, I'm sure there were ones that they were supposed to have last year that they were, they were aging until today. Uh, and, uh, and so it, not only do you have an open bar, but open bar of specifically selected curated beers. Um, and if you, if you look on our, uh, Instagram page at, at the beervengers, you can see, I, I posted the entire, uh, whiteboard there that they had there. And it was, uh, it was, it was quite a feast to behold.
1: Yeah. Well, I, I attempted to take the challenge, Captain, to get through the entire 12 beers, and I specifically yeah. asked Mama to give me short pours, um, which uh, which w- was moderately Mama, successful. Mama, also known as Mama Sarah. Exactly, Mama Sarah, yes, um, which was moderately successful because uh, they very kindly would just fill up my glass many of the times. Uh, yeah, that was, which- that was
0: another different thing they did this year was, you, in past years, they've been, this is a five-ounce pour, this is a 12-ounce pour. Right. This one, they just gave everybody 12-ounce glasses, and that is your glass for the night. Yes. And, you get, and we got to take it home with us, too. Exactly, uh, And so, yeah, you just give it to them, tell them how much to put in there.
1: Yeah, it was it was a great system. Um, I know I started off with the Torch and Crown Rainbows Everywhere, which was their New England-style IPA. I which had was that quite one, delicious. too. That was really good. That one was nice. Um, and then I did make sure to try both of the double IPAs that they had. Um, we did wind up kicking the Monkish um, Conscience Be Free, which was quite delicious, and I think probably my favorite of the, the doubles that they
0: had. Um, I don't but, think I had that one.
1: Oh you
0: you do uh, I, t- I probably tasted yours.
1: You probably tasted mine, yeah. It was good. It was a very nice, very smooth, double, um really delicious. Um but the one that was I think the most surprising for a number of us was uh, the um Interborough Intertwined Cab Franc which was the wine barrel-aged golden ale, which okay. I know I think was Huck's favorite. Uh, it was done uh, on Cabernet grapes, and you it kind of had this reddish color to it. Really good. I definitely tasted the wine character to it in a way I'm not used to in beer, yeah. uh, which was exciting. You know, that's, I love, uh, you know, says the guy who's currently drinking Fruity Pebbles and Edible Glitter, I, I am starting to enjoy a little bit more of that experimentation in beer away from my traditional IPAs. Um so it was a lovely, uh, a lovely little adventure that they that they took us on. Um,
0: yeah, I would say the, I would say the other uh, wine based one that I really liked a lot mm-hmm. was the uh, Saint Bernardus barrel aged oh, right. uh, sour. Um, it was a it was a it, was a three, it had been aged for three years. Uh, and and that also had that, that really great like sour red wine barrel combination. Oh, yeah. It was really fantastic. And I think it was like a 10 percent, wasn't it, Kevin? It is. I'm actually looking at it right now. It's okay. it is a ten percent. And yeah. and you're the one you were talking about, the Interboro uh, Cab Frank was an eight percent.
1: Yeah, that one now is wimpy in comparison to to that that sour there. I'm not used to a ten percent sour. I mean, this guy is only five, so uh, but yeah, ten percent beers are always a bit of a, a bit of an adventure.
0: And, and and what was also really nice about this, I mean it was really great being able to be there and seeing Rick how happy he was to be able to host this since has, we haven't been able to have this much fun as a community event together. And for the Beer Vengers, mm-hmm. it was a great community event because, I mean, we mentioned the two of us and Huck, but also Cider Girl and Belgian Babe and Wheat Lightning and Nut all were there uh, sharing this joy with us. And it was exactly so
1: nice. as as well as a potential new addition to our team. Uh, yeah, which is
0: I, I, I don't Victor. Victor, yes, our friend Victor. Yeah, who came,
1: who came and joined us at our our little seating area. Victor was is a from what I gather he is a regular of the parties that yes. uh, Story Bear and Cheese
0: throws. That's what Rick was telling me that he uh, he 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 comes. Uh, I mean, he probably has some, He, he does, Rick says he doesn't see the him in the place that often. Maybe okay. at the beginning he did, but he says he never misses one of these parties, and so it was nice to have. Uh, have, have such a mainstay of them uh to to join us at our table because it, it was a nice thing because the it was all assigned seating this time right. uh and so there were seven of us so we had two tables of four and rick said hey is it okay if i seat victor with you he said yeah sure we're all i mean it's all it's it's all we're all community here
1: yeah we're all family we're and all i and, and
0: i saw you know some people that i knew and i met some new people and it was just uh, such a wonderful outpouring
1: yeah, and great to great to celebrate a little bit more normalcy back in our lives, and to you know to be in a space where uh, I will also say it was hot. <laughs> it was very hot. It yes. was toasty, and you know there's nothing better than drinking beers late into the evening uh, as the sun goes down in toasty yeah. weather um, with friends. I also wanted to thank Victor. Um, Uh, Who, uh, after a few beers, we were chatting and uh, was asking me about my history in Gotham City. uh, And I will be, I think, this year an 18 year resident of Gotham. I believe that's where we hit or something like that. Uh, And he declared that um, I had enough chutzpah to actually call myself a a real New Yorker, um, which was a a nice nice moment of. of, We affirmed that. He affirmed that. yes. Oh, that's wonderful. It's just okay. always it's always helpful to have someone who's born and bred be like, yeah, you're you've got you've got the inner grit to to call yourself a real a real New Yorker. So you know when you come from the soft hands of the Midwest, uh, it's nice well, when yes, New Yorkers yes. decide to adopt us into the fold, right, Captain?
0: Well, yes, absolutely. I uh, yeah, I don't. I I mean, because I've certainly met plenty of people who've questioned those bona fides. Uh, I'm I'm coming up on 24 years here. Yeah. Uh, that uh, it's nice to know that like, okay, we uh, we can call ourselves New Yorkers. Yes, because um, some people are some people are rather pedantic about the whole thing. They like exactly. to say that, uh, "Oh, I'm I'm Oh, you're only a New Yorker if you were born here." I'm like, oh, you know, actually, okay. Can I can I can I really say what I really feel about this right it. now? Go for it. Uh, I think that in some ways, people who adopt it are in their own way more New Yorkers than the people who were born here. That's fair because There's- we chose it. Yeah. I mean, I get- not, nothing against them. They chose to stay here. They probably never, if you were born here, why would you want to leave? But it's like, the, the, it doesn't take much to be born in a place. It takes more to choose to go there.
1: That's fair, yeah. And I do think, I mean, I know the the grit that many New Yorkers, like native New Yorkers, have to kind of claw their way through and keep their apartments and build up the neighborhoods that they're in. And then to see gentrification happening, I'm sure must be you know heartbreaking and infuriating and and oh, all sure, of that. Yeah, absolutely. But those that those that sort of you know that, that choose the city and want to respect it, you know, are are definitely here to stay. Um,
0: that's, that's it. I mean, you it, know, it makes it makes sense that we're talking about gentrification after spending a night. Drinking craft beer and artisanal cheeses—it's—it's—it's exactly. uh, it's, it's, yes. In we are, we are part of the problem. There. We are part of yes. We are absolutely <laughs> part of the problem.
1: You know that said, there many breweries are doing it right. I mean, I know Bronx yeah. Brewery had uh, some major issues a few years ago um, with uh, with their connection to the, the neighborhoods and not being particularly uh, conducive to that, and they have made amends and they've started hiring more locally. But many of the breweries that have adopted. Areas and neighborhoods of of Brooklyn or in Queens of their, as their own. Um, I mean, I don't know quite what's up with Torch and Crown in that whole situation. Yeah. Um, as beautiful as they are, uh, I don't know. I don't, they're so new, I don't know any of their story. But uh, you know, I, my buddies down at um, Five Boroughs certainly hire you know and create jobs in the neighborhood and things like that, and use it as an economic engine to maintain some of these spaces. Right. And when breweries are able to integrate themselves into that, I think it balances out some of the hipsterness that tends to come along with them
0: yeah i think it does i think uh i i've i never know especially by the way this is our 40th episode so thank anyone who's been listening to all of them anyone who just found us thank you for for uh are are we officially middle-aged now i don't know how it works with like because i know with uh now the world speaking about birthdays and ages and years and things uh it's funny how uh you know when people have infants for a period they just they describe them by weeks and then by months and at some point it's by year plus oh, right no no one ever says oh so and so is 102 months
1: Oof. or they're it's like a- it's concerning <laughs> it's very concerning right there. well yeah i
0: mean it was like you, you you i mean you say they're nine and a half or whatever that is <laughs> exactly I, my math is off there so you can no. you know no, 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 no one's counting me. i i, don't, I, I I didn't think that was worth looking it up on my calculator, but you know what I mean. It's like at some point it happens. I think around between two and three, where people stop measuring by months.
1: Yeah, eighteen months. Uh, I've heard.
0: Yeah. So but I think like, when well,
1: you're two hundred, like twenty four months, I feel like is like you're just like you know the kids two. Okay,
0: just like move on. Well, from I, I recently <laughs> described us as three quarters of a year.
1: Okay, well that's that's well, that's because
0: we thirty nine weeks was last week. Thirty nine oh, weeks is exactly three quarters of a year. Yeah. So
1: we're. I don't. I don't know. Here's the thing: if we're at forty, like, are we supposed to have some sort of like. Mid episode crisis or something. Well, like you see, that's the that like... thing
0: is, I don't know if, if 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 podcasts age the same way humans do, mm-hmm. or if because because if we're only at forty weeks, then we're only you know we're we're not even a year. We can um, barely talk, and we were and we're still and we're still defining it in weeks, which we guess still will because as long as we keep numbering the episodes. Uh, but yeah, but we could we could I don't know maybe we need to go get a, a fancy sports car. Probably. But I, I, although I think I think. It, I, Life expectancy wise, no matter how much the uh, the pandemic might have shifted that a little bit, yeah. most people aren't really thinking forty is full on midlife anymore. No, oh. it usually coming a little bit later.
1: I sure, um, I sure hope not because I, uh, I don't know th- if that I'll number is a, coming to me quicker than I had anticipated.
0: Uh, well, I mean, I don't know if I'll live to one hundred and six or not, but I'm still feeling in that sort of like mid mid age thing. There, I saw. In fact, I think I saw something recently where they defined it as like a some sort of twenty year span. Okay jeopardy question i think
1: that Uh, seems about right for them yeah
0: (laughs) but uh i can't now what now now i'm now i'm losing my my, uh track as to why i brought that up to begin with uh no we
1: were talking about uh gentrification and uh sure sure uh
0: and and i guess that that's that's the thing is like if the gentrifiers are well, well i know what i was about to say uh because sometimes the places uh the things that the hipstery places bring are often good things. The only bad things that hipstery places bring are hipsters. Yes, that's true. That's true. And because it when it comes down to it, if you go to a place and they have like really good, uh, carefully made beer, that's a good thing you have like good food and drink and, and other, other various wares that are there. But if you walk in and it's entirely populated by the people who, who are looking down at you, or we're thinking right. you're not cool enough for the room, that's what makes it bad. Right. So you're it's, it's no, you're no longer Hipsters are great until they bring hipsters. or exactly. hipster, hipster place, you know, I'm, that's a little convoluted. Exactly. It's a it's a weird circle.
1: It is definitely a, an, an unfortunate circle. And it is unfortunate that craft beer has sort of been a part of some of that. But I do hope that many places are taking a slightly more just and equitable way to think about how they're going to engage with communities as they get in there. Bronxbury being one that certainly had to do a little bit of that thinking, I believe, during this pandemic.
0: Um, yeah.
1: So... Or maybe maybe just before. I know that there was a, a dust up when they they took pictures on the Joker stairs in the Bronx with some yeah. of their beers, and that caused a huge dust up because people felt like it was stealing from the neighborhood. They hadn't necessarily been hiring locally, and they've definitely made amends. Okay. And, you know, in the it's been a bit since I've been there, but um, it does sound like based on what they're putting out and what I'm hearing from some of the uh, beerstagram, as they call it, uh, they they're doing a little bit better with their ways.
0: Well, clearly we got to go investigate and, uh, and and add that to our list of places we got to we got to check out. Uh, well, we've apparently... done
1: Manhattan, Brooklyn, and Queens so far. We have not yet hit the Bronx and Staten Island in our post pandemic post pandemic with heavy quotes adventures. So that's true.
0: Um, Although, uh, if 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 uh, time allows it and and fate uh, plans for it. Um, I'm not done with those other boroughs either, but yes, we definitely need to spend some time. in the
1: Oh box. no, for sure, for sure. But it's good to it's a- and, always and to Staten Island.
0: Uh, yes, our friends in Staten should, Island. The our friends in Staten Island. We have many yes. friends. Yes. we 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 focus too much on the people who are not friendly, but we 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 love our friends in Staten Island. So we we, do. we're going to go visit them as well. Um.
1: Um. So speaking of uh of, of friends and yeah, with friends, one thing uh, I know I kind of sprung it on you last week because it was sort of a new development, but the springing of the, the the takeout beer laws in New York City, uh, or takeout alcohol laws, to-go cocktails and things like that, has continued to be kind of a touchy subject. And I know you mentioned to me this week, you were kind of keeping an eye on that just to see uh, how things were shaking out. So any updates?
0: Well, I mean, literally hours after we recorded, I became much more educated on the whole thing because I saw uh, the deal was... When you were talking about it, you had just seen it because I think it had just been announced. Yeah. Literally. Um the crazy thing is this is something that's been going on for about a year. Yeah. And they were they had announced there was there was going to be an end to it and it was going to be in two weeks. So people would be able to hold on to that through the July fourth holiday. Right. Um, but all of a sudden last week they said, Nope, ending tomorrow. Uh and uh that has to do with uh takeout. Specifically with takeout cocktails, not only to take out from the place, but also to, uh, to be delivered. Right, right, right. And I was a little concerned because the first thing I read indicated that might also mean direct from brewery deliveries. Right. Uh, yes. and, and it's bad that they took it away from the other ones. But Correct. the good thing about the, the breweries is they're still allowed to have prepackaged. So I, I think that right. maybe if anyone was having growlers delivered, that's probably not going to be okay. Right. That's that is probably prohibited by the new law. But anything in cans and bottles, you can still have delivered.
1: Yeah, and um, so far as we know, at least as of recording this, um, shipping beer in New York State, which of course had been a way that many of our breweries were making money, especially upstate uh-huh. breweries who are able to now service people in New York City in a, in a different way than they had, that seems to be continuing through. That isn't something that the state wants to get rid of, and I'm sure it has been an economic boon for not only the breweries, but the state as well, because they're getting a lot more tax dollars off of beer.
0: They are the only people who are left out of this equation of the distributors, that's uh, which, true. Is sort of, uh, which, but I, I, that's always been a kind of for a long time, been a very corrupt system as well.
1: well yeah. it was um, Initially from prohibition, kind of to... it
0: was to try and slow all our drinking down. Well, I, well, yeah, I, I don't, I, maybe it was to slow our drinking down. I, 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 they, they also claimed there's many excuses they gave. They claimed right. it was also there to uh, hopefully eliminate monopolies when, in fact, it just sort of encouraged them. Right, because exactly. It, the only way you can get your beer to the, to a, a bar or restaurant or a consumer is through a distributor. Right. And that distributor has a wa- warehouse filled to the gills with macro brew they're not necessarily going to let, they don't really care if, if you, if you want a little small space, they might make unreasonable minimums for you to deliver that a microbrewery can't keep up with. Exactly. Um, and so, yeah. So the distributors had it coming. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's, and, and if, if the, if the breweries can, can be self-distributing, that's great. More yep. and, and that's, that's a, continues to be a controversy all over the country. I read, uh, I read one story about a place in Florida where, Uh, I think they had a deal where they, they had to use the distributors, but it was all just fake distributors. Like they would, they would, they would sell their beer to the distributor without actually taking it to them. And then immediately buy it back because they had to show that rung. Right. To to jump through uh, that hoop. Oh gosh. Uh, But also the, 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 I would say the worst part about the uh, repealing these laws are the fact that it happened. So last minute. Yeah. And of course this is, New York uh, City. Sometimes I really do think we should secede from the state and be our own our own state uh, because we are. I mean, they we we make all the money for the whole state, and yet the the people upstate uh, in the state house wield maybe too much uh, power against us as far as making these decisions because these decisions were made at a state level, right? Yes, and that blindsided not only the businesses but our local government because. Yeah. I, uh, you know, say what you will about uh, Bill de Blasio. He's got his positives, he's got his negatives, but he stands up for the city. Um, I disagree with him where he said that we shouldn't make it permanent, but I agree with him when he said we should have kept this system in place like at least through next year. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I think. Yeah, it's like we were saying on the show last week is that it's going to these it, it'll be years before some of these businesses recover from this. So right. this will help them now. I'm I actually, I'm more in favor of keeping, uh, of keeping to-go cocktails permanent than I am about um, street dining.
1: Yeah, well, I, I'm interested in, in what will happen with street dining because I, I am a huge fan. I think it's great, especially if we're going to continue to have capacity restrictions. And also, I just like being outside in the summer. But for for me, the concern is that, you know, uh, I, it's the same issue I occasionally have with drivers in the city is that, you know, you're, you're using spaces that are that are public spaces for, you know, with, with no additional fee on it. That is sort of an exclusive use to you. Um, And part of the way that the city makes money off of that, of course, is by giving people tickets. So now we've lost some of that ticketed space. So once things shake out a little bit more, I'll be curious to see if we can get a permitting process in place to ensure that these spaces are safe, but also to recoup a little bit of the revenue that the city would have seen in the parking spaces and also you know allow these places to pay a little bit more to have a little bit more space and make a little bit more money um, probably not a little bit probably a lot more money if you can imagine you know three to four more tables in a in a space five in some cases um, I'm sure that that is a decent amount of revenue for a rev- a restaurant um, and in the middle of summer when people probably want to be outside I'd imagine it would really help them continue to move move folks through.
0: Yeah, I uh, and, and even though this is a city where people don't have most people don't have to have cars, I do have sympathy for people. It's also a city where people don't automatically have parking spaces with their residences. Yep, if they do have a car, mm-hmm. um, and on I would also say on top of that, I I don't necessarily like eating unless the whole street is closed off. I don't love eating in the street. Fair. <laughs> I like I like I, a backyard is great. Yep. Uh, sidewalk dining. Um. I don't. I mean it's it's I don't I uh, eating in the street is not really my first choice at this point. Yeah. Uh just right right next to where the cars go by. Mm-hmm. But that's just me.
1: Yeah, that's fair, you know. To 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 each their own.
0: I just I And I think, well I I came to that over the various experiences I've had over the last years like eh, you know actually no maybe not.
1: Yeah. I I have not done a ton of outdoor dining but I think part of it is just the appeal of not being in my four walls, something that is a little bit yeah. more in the world uh, and outdoors. And you can feel the breeze and you can f- see sunshine and all that stuff yeah. feels very um, exotic and very exciting and very of humanity where the last 15 months have been, you know, so indoors and so within. Four sure. Walls. No, I but- think,
0: I think as a, as a temporary, I I, I think that absolutely should be allowed to at least go through the whole, this whole summer. Mm-hmm. But I, uh, if, if I'm going to choose something to sort of eventually transition out of I could see a case being made for dining on the street. In I could the see street. that. Yep.
1: Where, or if it's you know, going to be, if it's going to be kept, I am certainly going to advocate for some version of let's, let's, let's put some rules around this. Let's get some permitting on it and make sure that yeah. the city's not losing money on their parking spots. So.
0: All but, right. Uh, I, I, you know, I think at this point, uh, you know, we, uh, you know, I know, I know Huck's not here with us, but, uh, but let me just uh, see if I can get an answer. If I just put the an answer out to the universe, is like, do uh, you think he would mind if uh, if, uh, if Huck would you mind if we did? Uh, is it okay if we do some hookups without you? Oh yeah, I mean, my dude! Oh, 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 like apparently it's okay. Yeah, he comes uh, right back. Look at that!
1: Yeah. Amazing. There it is. All
0: right, so yeah, I, uh, I don't. I don't have a lot of hookups. Uh, okay. I don't know if you have any. If you listen to the to the show, and if you have any for yourself, uh, minor,
1: one hundred percent.
0: But go for it. Well, minor minor are fairly brief. Uh, I, I I did notice. Um, I know I, I challenged you a little bit last week about how whether or not Torst was in Greenpoint. Mm-hmm. In fact, it is. Oh, okay. it's it's sort of the uh, the lower uh, border of it. Um, it's uh, it is definitely far away from say where Greenpoint Brewing is, but it's it's right around the corner of uh, kind of from Keg and Lantern, <laughs> yeah. and it's also but it's also very close to the Gibson, which is Williamsburg. Right, So it's, it's very, it's, but it is indeed in Greenpoint. Uh, The other thing I, uh, I said the Pulaski bridge and the Pulaski skyway are the same thing. They're not. Okay. (laughs) The Pulaski skyway is in New Jersey. Oh. Uh, Apparently uh, Pulaski was a, uh, a a Polish born general from the revolutionary war who has all kinds of uh, bridges named after him. Oh. Uh, I don't know if it's cl- exclusively bridges, but there are a lot of bridges and other things. And, uh, he just has all those things. And so I just conflated all of them together. And so, uh, so yeah, the Pulaski bridge is its own thing. The Pulaski skyway is, or was it something? I think actually maybe the skyway may, I don't know. I, I don't know enough about it, but it, right. it's in New Jersey. Oh.
1: It's, it's, it's infrastructure week. Whatever, so. whatever
0: type of, uh, active situation it's in, it's in New Jersey.
1: Right. Well, and I was going to say appropriate, though, that Pulaski being uh, of Polish heritage with the historic roots, uh, some of the historic roots of Greenpoint, um, at least in terms of uh, European adventures there. Uh, Polish neighborhood. Yeah. Traditionally, like they, of course, they name things after their their fellow, you know, Poles. Um, and, you know, uh, Keg and Lantern, again, one of my favorites, still old Polish place, still serves some Polish beers behind the bar.
0: Are they cool. right near? Isn't, is there a performance venue there called Warsaw?
1: believe so i i know it's with it's nearby but i don't know specifically where it is that's
0: where i saw the violent fems a few years back
1: oh that seems about right it
0: was pretty
1: cool also the name and the violent like that actually fits whether or not there's a polish connection but yeah that fits for them
0: yeah yeah
1: um well i'm curious uh captain do you have anything you are looking forward to for this coming week it is july Uh, 4th week I mean, uh,
0: well, this is actually really fun uh, that Huck is having a get together, a beer vendors get together at his uh, place as at his uh, undisclosed to you, but disclosed to the rest of us location uh, in Manhattan town. Yes. Uh, And we are all looking forward to that. Um, And uh, as far as other things, I don't have anything specific on my agenda, but uh, I have a feeling you and I will be able to work a few things out and we'll talk about those next week. I sure. might even have a new guest next week, depending on how things work out.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, here's the thing. It, it's a whole, it's a whole new, once you pass 40, it's a whole new world. So uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, we're we're just glad you're still showing up when it's just the two of us. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll introduce you some more people as, as we do, but uh, this, uh, but this is a, uh, this, this has been fun so far and we'll, there'll be more of it.
1: Yeah. All right. Well, always a delight to day drink with you, Captain.
0: Yes, yeah, so a lovely to happy, happy day drink, happy birthday drink. Yes. Even though it's not our birthdays, we had some wonderful birthday drinks and, uh, and beer Avengers, uh, out there in all your, oh, I think, uh, something like three dozen States, four countries, parts unknown. Uh, have any questions, any feedback, anything you want to hear on the show, write us at the beer at gmail.com. Uh, Reach out to us on the gram at the Beer Avengers Twitter, Facebook, any place where you can find us. Hopefully, uh, we will be able to find you as well. And uh, I believe Huck is going to play us out. Yeah. I'll see you soon, everyone. Bye. With the beer, 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 beer Avengers. beer, 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 beer beer, 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 beer We're the, the Beer Avengers. Avengers.